This is Channel 253. In this episode of Interchangeable White Ladies. I don't know that I have often been shushed by women in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like when people shush me, especially with the finger hold up, they're like, everything inside of my body is like, oh, that's not going to happen. Channel 253 is supported by Microsoft. Microsoft is committed to civic conversations like those on Channel 253 that inform and empower Washington communities. To learn more, visit aka.ms slash Microsoft in Washington. One, two, two. interchangeable. White ladies! Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Megan. It's spring, y'all. And in today's episode, we're going to focus on all the shifts in the seasons, you know, the allergies you might have, the cleansing you're doing, the Marie Kondoing that's happening, <laughs> your meatless Mondays for Lent or your preparations for Ramadan, whatever it is you are doing this spring, we're going to celebrate that today. Rubbing the crusties from your eyes as you wake up from the allergies. It's all good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so today's episode, uh, you might be surprised with our essential question, but if you've been a listener for any amount of time, you know that we love to market in ridiculousness. And so today's episode will certainly not disappoint you. So our essential question to guide us, to lead us, to um, send us out on this journey today is how much hushing could a husher hush if a husher could hush fools? Which just is the most delightful essential question and contextually will make much more sense as we move into this episode. Before we jump into today's episode, we would love to introduce our delightful guest. So today's essential question, really the entire episode, is inspired by our very own guest, Hope the Husher Bixby, often known as the New Hope, is currently a social studies teacher at Lincoln High School and an all-around badass, to be fair. Before she became a teacher, she worked as a political campaign manager for the Democratic Party of Washington State. She received her undergraduate degree in history with a minor in political science before going on and getting her Master of Arts in teaching from the University of Puget Sound. Thanks for joining us, Hope. We're really excited to have you here. Good to be here. Welcome to the show. Ladies, I think we need to really begin with a segment we haven't done in a while. And I know for many folks, this is one of their favorite parts of the show. It is our segment, Yeah, No, Yeah. So if you all will remember that yeah, responding yeah means yeah, of course. No means no. No, yeah means sure. Yeah, no is definitely a no. Yeah, no for sure is a yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah is a no, and yeah, no, yeah is, well, I guess so, I'm willing to do it, and no, yeah, no is no way, it is not your cup of tea. Are you both ready for this? You can answer at the same time or at separate times, it's up to you. So so the way this is going to work, yeah, hope, yeah, I'm already in it. She's going to read a phrase, we are going to um, go ahead and answer in the most white woman way possible. I can do that. All right. Right. It's just going to come so naturally. I think you're ready. Okay. uh, March Madness. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
That was a pretty big divide between the two of you. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go for this. Love is Blind season two is yes. equally as entertaining as Love is Blind. Oh, I didn't even get to finish the yes. question. Oh, sorry. It's equally as entertaining as season one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. I also concur for sure. Uh, okay. How about this one? Also in the same lines of Netflix, uh, Bridgerton season two is coming back right before spring break. And that's a gift and a blessing to everyone out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Also, I'm going to, I know we're not supposed to make a, a side, but the fact that Netflix is releasing it before spring break and not before the family holiday of winter break. It, it, so you could like, accidentally be watching it with i don't know your mom and your sister like i did with season one and this time spring sounds break, oddly feels, accurate of an example there megan it feels like a more appropriate time to drop a show like that you know before spring break and not winter break where you could accidentally be watching weird like half porn with your mom in the living room before christmas you know i might have half porn of, i, I don't even know lot, half like, porn was a category yeah. <laughs> i might have a lot of like PTSD from the experience. Some trauma you need to process first. My gosh, apparently. Didn't even realize. (laughs) Okay, okay. Here's another one for y'all. Permanent daylight savings savings is the right move for the United States. What do you have to say? Yeah, no. (gasps) No. Yeah. I'm in the yeah, no as well. Bixby, what's your yeah, no? Give us a little bit more about that. I am not nocturnal. I am pure, like, I need to wake up when it is light out. And the thought of having less mornings where there is sun, mm. it, it no, it's just so hard to wake up. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, the idea of going <laughs> home and it not being nighttime in the winter, like, I need more light in the evening. I count yeah, well. days until the sunset is after 5 p.m. again. Like we, me and my students have a countdown on my whiteboard <laughs> where we like it is. I am shocked. Um, no, I might I might be there with you, Bixby, on it. Um, New Hope, because of the fact that 9 a.m. mornings is like if you had 9 a.m. Like suddenly now it's morning. Like, what is that? That seems terrible. But uh, yeah. Okay. One final one. And I think you, you both might be a little bit surprised or taken aback by this. Okay. This is in the vein of candles, which as, as white women or white women adjacent, you both should be very um, astute and knowledgeable on. Okay. I'm looking so, for right now in my room. Candles scents. Boy smells gardener is a better scent than homesick beach cottage. And if you really don't know what those means, let me enlighten you just a little bit. Boy Smells Gardener is an Abercrombie and Finch candle that recently came out. Uh, It's described as flora still clinging to the vine or tomato juice rounded by drops of honeysuckle nectar. Okay, picture that. Versus Homesick Beach Cottage, which apparently is a brand name Homesick. I don't know about that. But the description is salty ocean air with hot sand underfoot, afternoon tides, leave driftwood, seaweed, and conch shells scattered on the shores. So we're, we're where's, the, the where's the shame bell? Where's better. the shame bell? <laughs> Please, shame bell. <laughs> um better wait are we saying that the abercrombie scent yeah is better you than want that the... tomato juice on a honeysuckle no. nectar can, can i just say no 
no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, like just neither. I'm gonna be here with Megan on that one. No, neither. Can I I give the delightful anecdote of how when I was in high school, I was, um, I worked for Abercrombie Kids in the Tacoma Mall, um, which just, it was absolutely the wrong move in all, I I have so many stories about working for that company. Um, I was like, it's like a cult. It was an absolute cult. But anyways, that <laughs> I now know why it smelled so much is because every hour we were expected to go around and spray the cologne um, on the mannequins. It was seven. That's sprays, gross. Seven sprays no. per mannequin, one foot what? away every hour. This is like pumps that I learned at Starbucks. Like yeah. how many pumps went into a Vente versus yeah. in a Grande when I was a barista? Like this is insider baseball, folks. Like. Abercrombie it was every hour I was expected to go around with the freaking cologne bottles one foot away seven on every single mannequin I feel like my fragrance allergy is having a reaction to that story just the story (laughs) (laughs) you're like breaking out in hives as you hear the story much it's like history scents are coming in yes Unbelievable. Um, All right, Megan, why don't you lead our next segment? Yeah. Since this is throwback segment day. Throwback segment day. So the next segment we're going to go into is, does it then? You know, does it then? Now, the rules of this one are simple. I'll remind everybody. Um, we will give two things, two, two categories, and we'll decide whether they are two completely separate circles whether they overlap like a regular Venn diagram, in that case, it does Venn, or is it just one circle? Now, an example that we gave in the last time that we did this was, I don't like two circles, one circle are people that were protesting the mask mandates at school board meetings based off of bodily autonomy. And the other circle were people that supported the Texas heartbeat bill, which essentially banned abortion. Now we found that with that one, in fact, does not then it is just one circle, you know, just one circle, one big circle, one big circle. Um, so that's kind of like the feeling, the vibe of, um, of the segment. So we also now have a couple, we're going to introduce also a new one where it's, we, we have to figure out what maybe the relationship is between three, two to three categories. Now, this one um, is is one of my favorites, and I think a really good example of what we mean by that. Charlie Brown, Senate Democrats, and the Mariners. What's what's the relationship? What's the relationship between those? Well, I think first of all, I think about shirts. You know, like each group really has like pronounced shirts with logos mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to me, that's one thing that comes in mind right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, right? <laughs> like some sort of like logo. In fact, the relationship is they keep thinking they're going to get the ball. You know, Charlie Brown, Senate Democrats, and Mariners. They keep thinking it's going to happen, and Lucy just keeps. Yoinking that football right out from their from their grasp, you know, those pesky Senate Democrats. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> next, next, um, Neanderthals and Black Friday shoppers—two separate circles, 
right? Like two circles, does it then? Neanderthals, Black Friday shoppers. All right, Bixby, you have that thinking face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I, I think they then. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that while some of their actions can be boiled down to like pure mammal survival instincts, Neanderthals <laughs> had a real reason to do it mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Black Friday shoppers are driven by capitalism. So the action is the same, but the reasoning behind is different. Mm, I did mm, not think that answer. was the direction that you were going to go, but it was so <laughs> That's academic. A great answer. Like, great answer. Oh, so good. Perfect. Perfect. Oh. I have nothing to add. Oh, nothing, nothing to add. That was perfect. Nope. I like truly, it was like a chef's kiss answer. Um, perfect. Now, Hope, there's one that you came up with that I am actually unsure of. Um, the, it's another three way Venn Backstreet Boys, Philosophers, and Toddlers. So take a moment. Sure. And think through that. Sure. I mean, you might not think like they're all singing. No, they're not all singing. Uh, but here's the commonality that they all have. Ready? They all ask, tell me why. <laughs> I mean, what more could you want, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, you know. Thank you very much. And I, philosophers yes. and toddlers. <laughs> tell Obviously, me tell me why. Um, nothing but a, oh. So those three do in fact then. Yep shockingly (laughs) all right okay next i appreciate this one middle school boys and wwe fans go ahead hope go ahead new hope (laughs) for those who can't see her face she's laughing yeah Uh, Well, I just pictured every adult man who I know who loves <laughs> WWE wrestling, including the spouse of one of us. Um, and it was just like this combination of having taught middle school boys and knowing yeah. those adult men. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say when it comes to something like wrestling, singular circle. Yeah, 100% is one big circle. I... Um, also, I think we have somebody on the, like one of our hosts it also enjoys WWE, you know, um, the, the OG hope. Do you not, do you not enjoy that? It's, it's pretty fun. It's yeah. pretty entertaining. I yeah. used to hate it, but I actually, when I started to realize that essentially the character writing is like backstory, like combo of soap opera yeah. mixed with like <laughs> fan fiction. I was like, oh, okay. This makes perfect sense. It's fine. I totally understand this now. Yeah. Plus I watched Glow and oh my gosh, that show oh. was awesome. So oh, it's fantastic. All right, ladies, here we go. <clears throat> um, spring break and spring cleaning. Your face. <laughs> What's up with the scrunched up nose? OG Hope, what do you think? Me? Yeah, you. I don't have the scrunched up nose. New oh. Hope's got the scrunched up nose. Come on, New Hope. True. I just, I, I want to say that they're not the same circle. And as in, you know, not, so normally it would be the same circle. This year I'm working on national boards. So separate circles. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Two separate circles for me. Like one I is like are, you're getting rid of stuff. And the other one is like, you're enjoying stuff. Yeah. Like, no, like no. spring cleaning should not touch my spring break. Those are two separate circles. Like there is no room for spring cleaning during my spring break. 
but I'm also not one that like feels that like Marie Kondoing is like a cathartic experience because of my unhealthy attachment to possessions. And so it's like <laughs> therapy for me. Do you mean, do you mean you're hoarding, you're hoarding tendencies? Listen, I said unhealthy attachment to physical things. <laughs> hope okay I didn't need you to get like the h word involved <laughs> um there's but, a lot of h words in this episode okay like That's why we're doing it I have to really prepare myself to to spring clean and that is not a relaxing experience for me um so it should not touch my spring break because my spring break is is me time that's teacher mm-hmm. time you know mm-hmm. that's the only way that I can finish the school year Hmm. which is going to be tough because I'm also doing national boards and and New Hope and I are going to be spending many hours together this spring break writing and writing and writing. So be very shout, relaxing. Shout out to Red Elm Cafe because I spent so much time there working on national boards number two and previously the Mandolin Cafe national boards number one. Um, all right, let's do one, let's do one more. Let's do one more event. And one more. We'll on. Do you have a specific? Yeah. Do you have one that you want to do specifically? New, um, OG Hope. Uh, I think the two of you should tell me what you think about the overlapping circles w- between bank robbers, ducks, and people at bakeries. What do you got? Bank robbers, ducks, and people at bakeries. Um, they all like that bread. <laughs> Where's the bad drum set? Where's the where's the drum set sound right here? Terrible. Doug's like cringing in the background right now. Yeah, they all, uh, they all get that bread. I mean, pretty my, much. My students yeah. might say it. You know, was that what that's you were a mic in your mind? That's a mic drop. That's definitely a mic drop. Yeah. I'm really proud of yeah. myself. I'm generally good not work. very good at coming up with those things. Um, good work. And before we transition into our new segment. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. And then um, we'll introduce a new segment. We'll finish up this conversation and we'll go from there. Hello, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma. This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by Microsoft. You may know Microsoft for the software on your desktop. But did you know that Microsoft is also committed to addressing the lack of affordable housing in our region? With rapid growth in the Puget Sound, Microsoft understands that our community needs to build more housing that is affordable for people who work here, particularly low- and middle-income households. Microsoft has helped to create or preserve more than 8,000 housing units by working with community partners like the Washington State Housing Finance Commission, the Evergreen Impact Housing Fund, and the King County Housing Authority. They have awarded grants to individual housing projects and provided financing to accelerate housing development. Together, these investments will deliver more low- and middle-income housing to our region and attract affordable housing opportunities in the future. Because everyone in our community, regardless of income level, should have a place they can afford to call home. To learn more about Microsoft's work in this area, visit aka.ms slash Microsoft in Washington. My thanks to Microsoft for their support of Channel 253. 
All right, welcome back. Don't forget to become a subscribing member of Channel 253. Your money um, is worth it. Spending your money in this way is worth it. We really appreciate all of our supporters and every listener who already subscribed. So thank you for all you do to make the podcast happen and to um, help us create some awesome content like today's ridiculous episode. So with this episode in mind, y'all, we are, like I said, we're in the springtime zone. Uh, Apparently some of y'all don't want to spring clean. Like that's not even even on your horizon. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm hoping that you both feel like spring break is coming around. For those of that, that are educators, this tends to be the month of spring break between March and April sometime. It varies, obviously, across the country um, and across the world. Like, I have spring break in about a week, and it's um, – but by the time this episode releases, we'll be kind of, like, in the middle of it. Um, and I know some folks have already had their spring break. Uh, y'all, are you ready for it? Are you ready for the spring break? Uh, desperately. Please, 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 I need, I need the spring break. I feel like I'm crawling towards it. Like every day is just like one more, like dragging myself desperately yeah. to the like saving grace that is spring break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, not, not to get too deep into, um, a more serious topic, but as a school community that Hope and I both teach at, we suffered a pretty big loss, um, in our community in the last week. And so I think all around, um, everybody in that building can use some time to just decompress. And yeah, so I think, um, very ready already we're with all the COVID and the chaos and everything, but also, yeah, I, I just think our students are feeling it. The staff are feeling it. Our, our building needs, needs a break. Yeah, and I I think it's in those conditions, actually, that um, New Hope, you came up with just a way to cope. I mean, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what's been going on with you and becoming queen of hushing? Tell us about this. Uh, So the concept of hush actually sprung up in a conversation with my partner is he said something silly and I looked at him and with a kind of like pre now slightly problematic John Mulaney voice uh, <laughs> said hush and it was like we we laughed we went on and then I like came kind of circled back to this idea of how amazing would it be if every person got one hush per week mm. and <laughs> with that hush you had the power to end the conversation and walk away or simply change the subject, but that conversation just died. It was done mm-hmm. uh, and allowed you to move on. Mm-hmm. So I have some questions about mm-hmm. the parameters of this hushing. I mean, why did you pick a hush as opposed to like a shush? And do you think a hush is as powerful as a shush? Are they the same? Is it also different than a STFU? I mean, are they come from the same place. Ooh, good question. <laughs> they do. I... I think I picked hush over shush because there is something like visceral, like a visceral reaction to me when people shush me. Um, and it, I don't know that I have often been shushed by women in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when people shush me, especially with the finger hold up, they're like, Shh. Oh. everything inside of my body is like, oh, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hu- hush feels like the middle ground between, like, 
shushing and SCFU. Like, it's just like mm. this, like, I don't want to continue this. And it's like more about mm. you than necessarily them. It's just mm. like, hush, I don't want to hear this anymore. Healthy and so it boundaries. kind of puts the onus on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, healthy boundaries. Yeah, healthy I like boundaries. <laughs> I like that it's more about you than it is about the yes. other person. That's interesting. Because yes. I was also going to ask, you know, is 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 there a need for a sound? I mean, really in a word, rather than just giving someone a stink eye or a side eye even. Mm-hmm. I think so when you're a woman. I think because mm. like I get kind of trapped in conversations a lot that I'm not necessarily, it sounds terrible, not necessarily interested in or necessarily have a whole lot to contribute to. Um, but I find myself nodding and like giving all of the signs of like continuing that conversation, even though I like internally, I'm like, I would like to leave this at this point. Mm. Um, and like, so like body language doesn't necessarily come through or it isn't even read when it is visibly displayed. And so I think that word is a good, that word with being able to be used without like repercussions gives people the ability to get out of a conversation. I love that. So I imagine you can think of numerous hushes in the last couple weeks that were really part of like, do I use my once a week hush in this moment? Um, Or even that gave birth to this concept to begin with. Uh, Can you tell us a few stories? Talk to us a little bit about who you've been hushing lately. Um, I still have been uh, largely using it as like a joking jovial situation because I'm still trying to figure out how to bring this into like my actual life um Mm -hmm. because like I feel like a lot of women they learn that smile and nod it gets them very far professionally um and so the thought of like bringing that into like the professional sphere is still like this there's like a barrier to feeling comfortable with Mm -hmm. like bringing that in even like, right. would I like pitch it as jovial? Probably, but like the internal thought behind it would not be. And so like seeing how that plays out. Right. And like, honestly, the the necessity of having to unpack, like, would a man have ever come up with this segment? Or like, would a man have ever come up with like the hush um, one one a week? you know, you get one hush a week and it's like, you get stuck in these conversations. And I don't think so. I think that it is profoundly a um, feminine concept um, in ways that women are spoken at um, and not to. And I think, yeah, the jovial nature of it, right? Because it does require that both parties are in on it for them to honor the hush, right? Like the, if you've never spoken to somebody about the the hush rule, like there's, it's not going to like contextually make very much sense if you just hush. But I kind of want to try it though. <laughs> just be like, no, hush. Like it, but I would like, and then you said you could walk away. So just be like, hush, and then just leave. Like yeah. I can think about some scenarios this last week. Those healthy boundaries. Where I could have right? used it. Oh my gosh. The the amount of times in my life that I have been spoken at in a professional setting that I wish that I could have just used the hush and walked away. Mm, See? Yeah. You know, 
When I first heard you talk about this, I really was reminded of two important moments. Um, one, the Key and Peele sketch about the Obama translator. <laughs> like, the anger translator, yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And then in the back's like, really what's being said? Like you said, it was in your head. And then also, I think about the song, you know, hush now, baby, don't say a word. I can't sing, it's the middle of the night, you know, so it's fine. But, you know, it's a little bit, little bit like that. So bring in that energy maybe to the scenario or the situation. Have you used your hush this week yet? Not. Do you do you find yourself saving it up for like the right moment or are you kind of like throwing it around? Um, I find myself saving it up because it has like this power in conversations. Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, no, you still have this. And so it kind of like, it makes those conversations that maybe I would want to leave. It's like, well, no, no, save it. Maybe there's some, maybe there's something worse coming along. Worse coming along, mm-hmm. right? Worse mm-hmm. coming down the pipeline. So here's a question, some clarifying questions I have. Yeah, have. yeah. Is it one per relationship, right? Like you and your partner, or is it you have one per week total? Right, we're now <laughs> setting the real rules and parameters of the hush, folks. I have been viewing it as one per week, but also I love loopholes. And so I'm like, right. well, if that mm. person is not in the next conversation, would they know? How would oh. they know? They would never know. They would, would never they know? know. They would never know. Yeah. yeah. Like, is do you get a personal hush a week? Do you get a professional hush a week? So maybe like that's another loophole, oh, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Listen, we're we're in, on the threshold of something fantastic, right? <laughs> like we are trendsetters and Bixby you get to be the one that is making these decisions setting we can build you a website maybe after all this absolutely like a website blog people can um submit their powerful hushes of the week Mm. you know Mm -hmm. tell their stories empower the rest of the world to use their hush here, here's another question I have. Is it kind of like Weight Watcher points? Like if you don't use it, does it go into the next week? Like does it roll over? Like rollover minutes kind of? Yeah, rollover minutes. Like you said, if you hold on to it, but then you don't use it in the week, I don't want to just measly use it for like a mediocre hush. I want to use it the next week. What's yeah, so I mean, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was thinking about like all of like the movie club programs and all the things where like the credits yes. roll over. Yes, yeah. Megan, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was just saying that it's so funny because I think just you would learn so much about people's personality and capacity for um, self-control and how they utilize the hush. Um, Like there's going to be some people that have no control over when they use it. And it's like they just don't have any patience and their their hush will be gone in the first day. Right. And then there's other people like what you said, Bixby, and how I believe that I would use it. And I would really think hard about when to use my hush, you know, like it would be, you know, I I think I would save it up. Mm -hmm. OG Hope, Teague, how, how do you think that you would use, what's your approach here? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I might bank it. I'm kind of that person, right? Like, mm-hmm. if I want to really use it for something good. But I will tell you, I've been commissioned um, to issue you, Megan, a hush um, from none other than Nate Bowling. And he's using his on the first Sunday of the week. So okay. for what it's worth, that's a classic example of, like, a wasted hush. The man has, But I don't think he thinks it's wasted. No, so he doesn't. But also what There's I have hush. said, this is not my first hush from Nate Bowling. Um, and, and I believe he's used every single one of his hushes since 
since this game has begun on me. And I say it's a win-win because that means he just has to walk away, right? Like he has to walk. And so he, he loses his hush and I get rid of, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. so it's a win-win. Like, I don't mind. Use your hush on me every single time. Cause that means I get rid of you, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Water fair enough. So ducks back, my friend. <laughs> I feel like there's another loophole here. And so help me if I'm wrong. But since we're talking hypothetical hushes right now, HHs, right? We can use a hush right now for something that's currently <laughs> we're currently sitting with. You know, HH instead of happy hour, usually when I text people, that's what that means. But today it's a hypothetical hush. So, ladies, I present to you, if we're all in agreement here, let's do some hypothetical hushes. What is a current hush that you didn't use because it's not a real hush, mm-hmm. but if you had an extra hush or you had your bank of hush hushes hanging out mm-hmm. in the bank, what would you hush right now? Anything in the media? Anything at work? Anything in your personal lives? Who are you hushing? What are you hushing? It's apparently a hard question. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm always going to hush the college board. Um, I'm always going to hush college board, just the deeply problematic, um, practices of this company. As I get closer and closer to the AP exam, I just am reminded over and over about how, how they just have, um, inequitable practices being reminded that they are, they have scheduled an AP exam, which is essentially in, in, I I mean, according, like, I know that y'all are in Abu Dhabi, you know, like uh, essentially, um, during it's Ramadan, right? Like it's on, yeah, it's during our Eid. Yeah. During Eid, which is essentially, Uh, it's like Western cultures, like Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Yep. It'd be as if scheduling an exam on Christmas. Um, so, you know, just like problematic things like that. Um, I'd, I get a big old hush big old hush to college board. I think I would use my hush towards anything the New York Times opinion column is putting out. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's such a good one. I'm so sad I didn't think of that. That's good. That's good. And there, is there a particular thing right now that came to mind as you were looking away? Mine is always just the the cancel culture nonsense uh, oh, that they are just yeah. like they're, they're spewing. Um, I mean, like really, it's just like a grab bag. You can just reach into that column, pull anything out, mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, that was like a trash opinion." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It like their takes on geopolitical anything has a lack of kind of nuance. Their takes on cancel culture like lacks the simple concept of accountability versus like some pretend free speech violations. And so that, I just can't with them. I mean, say the thing, right? This ridiculous op-ed that they just published this week. It's what, it's March 20th. They just, this week about like equating cancel culture to book burnings, like government's burning books. Like those are, that's not, like cancel culture is not a free speech issue. Ask yourself, mm-hmm. is the government doing it? And if the answer is no, y'all, that's <laughs> not a freedom of speech issue. Like that's not a constitutional violation. Is the government like burning the is the government burning books? Yes, that's a free speech issue. Like that's mm. censorship. 
Mm. But mm. like mm-hmm. you getting fired because you said some like racist bullshit. Not a free speech mm. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good hush. That I take. I'm gonna jump on that one too. Yep. That's so. Oh, so that's interesting. You're kind of powering up the hush, right? I mean, I, it's kind of like a video game. You're like, you're like super whatever, like yeah. channeling your energy to that hush to make it like a bigger hush <laughs> than just a little hush. It's like Super Mario so, got the light. Yeah. The superpower. Exactly. Now we're like racing through the level. Yeah. Mm. Invincible. Yeah. Hope's looking at us like, you guys have just ruined my like, initial. You've ruined well, what I was actually, what I started to think about was, could you combine enough hushes to make sure that the topic could never come up ever again? <gasps> right. Can you just, this goes back to the like, banking. Can we call that an atomic hush? An atomic oh. hush. How many hushes do you combine to get to an atomic hush? Yeah. yeah. And does yeah. it change based on the topic? Right. Like is, yes. if it's just like a benign conversation, it shouldn't take that many hushes, but if it's like yeah. a big issue. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we really should start a website where we really completely agree because if you if you have compiled your hushes, right? So you like held off one a week, right? And you've got like three, then you're like, I'm gonna hush this low stakes topic with the three hushes (laughs) that I saved in the last three weeks. Right. But then you might need like six hushes. So that's six weeks of hushing to then, you know, have an atomic hush. Yes. (laughs) Um I like it. Teague, Teague, you have not given your hush of the week. Mine um, is less serious than either of yours. So I'm just going to, you know, I know hushing is a very personal thing. And so I think right now I just feel like hushing um, all of the white girls on TikTok that are really into, quote unquote, sticky bangs, a.k.a. just laying edges or doing their baby hairs. And it's so upsetting because it it was like taking over a couple of years ago, but TikTok wasn't as popular a couple of years ago. Right. So like, you know, now with the way that um, TikTok talk works everybody and their cousins on there and they're just you know taking stuff left and right appropriating left and right not understanding the backstory and uh yeah so i'm gonna give my hypothetical hush because you know i'm not using my real hush for the week but i'm just gonna use Uh this hush on tiktok white girls and their sticky bangs perfect perfect i feel like that's a really good way to wrap up our new segment i agree now i agree hush now we i feel like we didn't even say the name of the segment so that new segment it's called Hush Now. Interchangeable. White ladies. Um, and we'll be giving out theoretical hushes of the week moving forward. Mm. All thanks to Hope Bixby. <laughs> Thank you, Hope. So that leads us to our final segment of the day. Do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. White ladies. And for this one, I think it's just kind of an open, what do you wish people would take the time to learn more about? What do you think is something that there's big misperceptions about? What are you wishing that people understood better? How how would you direct people's time this week? What What should we be learning about? Teague, do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, uh, actually two pieces of homework because I'm um, ridiculous like that. One, so some of you have been paying attention to the Crown Act and just different things that are happening in various states, but actually um, on the federal level, it just passed. And so that's really exciting last week from the recording of our episode. Um, And then also Ramadan is on the corner. And so I just want to encourage folks um, to learn. If you don't know much about that, of course, go learn about the season. It's a really exciting season um, for Muslims across the world. And you might have people in your own community or in your own network that are gearing up 
up and prepping for it. And it's a wonderful time of family and giving and just uh, reflecting. And it's really lovely. So I would recommend folks look some information up about that and how you can support um, and celebrate alongside um, your Muslim brothers and sisters. Bixby, do you have anything you would want to add? I think I would like people to do some homework on uh, war alternatives. Uh, right now, the U.S. is putting in like a lot of sanctions and looking for alternative paths um, to help out Ukraine versus actively supplying military. Uh, and like, if you look at Twitter and you look at TikTok, it is this kind of barrage of kind of mm. two camps of people of like, obviously, we should go help militarily. Obviously, we shouldn't go help militarily. Um, and I think that when we start to look at kind of international relations, people view it because the United States has acted as kind of the world's police for so long, is that the only option the United States has, if we're really helping, is to provide military assistance. Uh, and so just kind of the nuances of like what international relations can be, and that it does not have to be the United States using a military force every single time. Uh, in order to be effective. So just like what those alternatives are, why the United States is making the moves it's making, I think would clear up a lot of kind of, well, I would hope it would clear up a lot of like that anger and frustration about what we are currently, the actions we're currently taking. It's mm. good. That's yeah. Good. And I honestly <clears throat> have nothing to add to those two. I think that both of those things are a lot to unpack, especially, yeah, that idea of understanding that there's alternatives to military action in um, like that geopolitical space. And that I think, uh, like I, I, one thing I'll add is this idea of like weakness um, An administration is not weak just because they're not using military force. Hmm. And so mm -hmm. just shifting that narrative, um, there's a lot of ways to impact <clears throat> um, international relations that has nothing to do with military, but I think we're so used to the United States taking that stand that anything less than that or anything other, not less, anything other than that comes off as like weak. Um, so yeah, ditto to that for sure. Great point. Thank you so much for coming on the show, taking your time out of your morning and joining us for this ridiculousness and uh, helping us launch yeah. a new segment. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Channel 253 is supported by Microsoft. Microsoft is committed to civic conversations like those on Channel 253 that inform and empower Washington communities. To learn more, visit aka.ms slash Microsoft in Washington. The Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.